Johnny, what is your favorite pumpkin spice thing? It's pumpkin spice. Pumpkin pie. No, pumpkin spice. Distinct, what even is that? Distinctly different from pumpkin pie, which is made from actual pumpkin. Okay, so what's the spice thing? Uh, let me go real quick. So pumpkin spice is... You got a whole pitch for your... I'm sorry? You got a whole pitch for your spice thing. Pumpkin spice, also known as... No, pumpkin pie spice, also known as pumpkin spice, is an American spice mix commonly used as an ingredient. It's an ingredient in pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie spice is similar to the British and Commonwealth mixed spice. It is generally a blend of ground cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, cloves, and sometimes allspice. So, no pumpkin actually in it. But it is used in the creation of pumpkin pie. So, that's something right there. But what is your favorite pumpkin pie spice thing, Johnny? Is it cookies? I saw you got, I saw you got some pancakes in the fridge. Pumpkin spice pancakes. Oh, that's right. They weren't that great. No? No. They're pretty bland. For me, it was a few weeks ago when just randomly somebody said, oh, pumpkin spice is back at at, at a Starbucks. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I wait all year for pumpkin spice. I know it's tr- traditionally it's considered a white girl thing. I get that. But I think we all have a little white girl inside of us. So, so. is this your version of the McRib? Oh, but I also love the McRib, Johnny. I'm a huge McRib fan. When that comes around anytime, that, the Shamrock Shake... Um, there used to be a thing where I was it was it Pollo Loco? I forgot who. It was like a Mexican themed restaurant where mm-hmm. they bring back the oh no 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 when Taco Bell used to have the Mexican pizza. I want that back. I've never had that. It's so good. So pumpkin spice thing for me when when it comes around because you know what when I think pumpkin spice I think cooler weather. Mm-hmm. I think the leaves are nice and crunchy. They fall from the trees. Mm-hmm. It gets darker sooner, and we also get closer to Black Friday. So that's usually like. All of that for me is like the wrap up to like the start and the end of a perfect season. Were you gonna add something? To <laughs> <laughs> no, you're I, building up. You're like you're you're like like, like we call it like kind of like your shoulders back, your chest open. You're like like building, and then you just pause, and then you look at me, and you just you make like this like like neck cutting thing, and then you just started busting up I don't it's because your balls deep in this pumpkin spice and i have nothing to contribute on this so like not- i like it i like it but it's just not my thing so you don't care for it i don't go cookies. to starbucks for it i don't buy cu- i don't like the cookies actually for really? pumpkin spice nope okay do you like pumpkin pie i love pumpkin pie with or without the whipped cream with i don't like whipped cream that's just my thing not necessary but anyways that's enough pumpkin stuff <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to the duo sense podcast uh our weekly episode as always i am your host andrew roscoe joined by my ever loyal ever stalwart co-host the badger of the high desert the self-proclaimed lost cause always down for the cause never down for the count the unnecessary one johnny what's up were you saying something johnny yeah i saw the finger thing like no go for it what do we got on news today all right we got four news stories for this past week uh, recording, recording a little bit late because I had grandpa duty uh, as usual and could not just leave my grandpa alone because he needs my help to survive. So we have four stories for today. And then I think this is probably going to be our longest, uh, the long, the time where we have like the longest talk about what we've been playing because I've been playing a lot of games this past week since last time. Mm-hmm. A lot. Now that my assignment for the kindergarten and third grade ended, I had like no time to, I didn't have to do lesson planning when I got home. 
So I had free time to basically just play all weekend, really. It was nice. Very therapeutic. But now, as I was telling Johnny earlier, I have a sixth grade assignment that now I have to sub for a sixth grade class for the next three weeks while their teacher is on maternity leave. So back to lesson planning again. Anyways, Johnny, let's go ahead and start with our first story, shall we? This one comes to us by way of Polygon, written by Joshua Rivera, who I think I actually know who this person is for once. Overwatch 2 Chief leaves Activision Blizzard. Despite ongoing turmoil, Overwatch 2 is reportedly in final stages. Chaco Sunny. <laughs> Johnny, what is, we, we, okay, describe to me when you hear that name, Johnny, what, what kind of person do you visualize? Like, what's he got sunglasses, probably like a sports, like, probably like a, what do you call it? One of those, those, uh, those suits that athletes wear where they go running. I picture a tracksuit. I picture like a tracksuit. Oh, with like sunglasses. a mafia guy with a tracksuit? Yes. Chaco Sunny, gold chain, yeah, hairy yeah. chest. Sunglasses. What do you picture? Do you it's picture the that? The guy with the mark, with the suit. So the same. Okay, we're on the same page there. Yeah. All right. Chaco Sunny, <laughs> the executive producer for Overwatch and development head for Overwatch Two, is leaving developer Blizzard Entertainment. According to Bloomberg, Sony plans to leave at the end of the week. The latest departure and a larger exodus from the publisher following the state and federal investigations into alleged sexual harassment and discrimination at the company. A statement given by a Blizzard representative to Polygon regarding Sony's departure doesn't mention the company's ongoing legal battle or internal reckoning. Chaco Sunny is leaving Blizzard to take some time off after five years of service. The statement reads, The deep, talented Overwatch team is making excellent progress on Overwatch 2. And thanks to their hard work, the game is in the final stages of production. We'll be sharing more at the Overwatch League Grand Finals later this month. Okay, that's kind of it. So, Johnny, it seems like... yeah, I mean, the article kind of touches on it. There's like a mass exodus from Blizzard Activision. It seems like that name by itself kind of has sort of like a uh, negative connotation to it when you hear it. I think, was it for the for the trailer for Call of Duty Vanguard? Like, they didn't even... Oh, that's right. They, they, didn't, even, the they didn't even include the name Activision in it. Like, they want to associate... They want to separate Call of Duty, and now it looks like Overwatch far away from the actual brand behind them mm-hmm. what do you think john do you have like anything really to add to this or do you what do you, what do you think is going to happen are they going to go somewhere else where they're like kind of like you know shuffled in and not like drawn attention to what are your thoughts on this if any not really i mean there's no no properties that i really follow from from that company so i don't feel like oh fuck it's good writers leaving on Personally, I don't really have any connection to it. Did you? Oh, right now that you mentioned that, it reminded me of there was a QA, I think a head of QA at Naughty Dog that left. And people, like, there's people who were like, oh, yes, thank God Naughty Dog got rid of this person. I guess who was like supposedly like a. I don't know if they were like really like socially active or if they were like prominent in some way that they were like, oh, thank God you got rid of this person. And like. The community or inside? Some people were like, no, the community. Okay. They were like, oh, thank God you guys got rid of this. And she's like, I'm a QA like developer, like tester. Like, I have no bearing on the story. You have a problem with like the story. Like, it has nothing to do with me. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's tangentially related. So, right now when you said like, oh, like you don't feel like they're kind of losing anybody. Or like, they're not losing something that's going to be like a major impact. I kind of, I, I can agree with that. I, I mean, I'm not, just like you, I'm not a huge Activision Blizzard person aside from Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. I don't really follow any Activision or Blizzard like properties. Like I'm not into World of Warcraft. I'm not into Overwatch. 
I'm not into uh, what's the other one they have? Uh, the one with the card game, Hearthstone or any of that. Hearthstone, I'm sorry, Hearthstone. Uh, I'm not into any of those really. So to me, this kind of doesn't mean much. But I think to people out there who are like huge Overwatch fans, depending on how well or how bad Chaco Sunny is, I think that might because if the executive, if he's the executive producer, he has at least some bearing on the overall product. And the fact that kind of Overwatch is sort of on its way out as Overwatch 2 starts to finally, you know, make its way in. Uh, I guess it would be interesting to see, like, if there's any... I think people will look at whatever's different in Overwatch 2 compared to Overwatch. And they might, like, actually be like, oh, this is different because so-and-so left. Like, Chaco Sunny, maybe mm-hmm. that might impact the what the final product could be. And that could be... We'll see, I guess, we'll find out if that's, like, a negative thing or a positive thing. Depending on how that community... The community's reception of Overwatch 2. Because executive producer, probably not as drastic as, say, like, lead, lead like, developer or, like, lead story writer. Not as drastic. But executive producers do have, like, some kind of, you know, hey, why don't you add this? Or, like, they have some kind of bearing or some kind of, like, you know, input on the overall direction of a game. Johnny, what were you going to say? I felt like you were about to say something. I was just wondering about other companies poaching their employees telling them this might be a good time to jump ship do you think so do you think it's kind of like one of those things where like it's kind of like a mirror thing where like well if so-and-so is leaving then i should leave too kind of thing uh, is it like just kind of like because they're in a high positions or kind of like like i need to jump this d- ditch this you know sinking ship kind of thing how does it affect them though really I no mean, well Ch- because some people Chaco's like gonna take off right at some point right but maybe sooner than he would have normally yeah, but I don't, I don't know how it really affects them personally. No, no, no. I mean, like, do you think he might have left because he saw other people already leaving? Like, is this kind of like, I, I mean, need it, to ditch this? It could also be like, they're all like in their chats and they're like, hey, you know what? Let's just, let's do our own thing. Let's that's what I'm thinking. Our own company. That's what I'm thinking because I'm thinking of, I remember the, when we talked about no uh, That's No Moon last time? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the talent there is from like other top studios. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of building something special over there. So I'm wondering if it's like kind of just like a social network thing where it's like, hey, guys, like, like we got something here if we really, like, worked on it. If we look at it, like, we there's something here that we can really do. Like, yeah, special. like, uh, what's his name from uh, Mass Effect? Uh, the director of that? I forgot his name. But I know who you're talking about. Yeah. It was, I mean, uh, obviously, the real was like, damn, we got a bunch of talent here. Let's just start our own thing. Mm-hmm. They could just be. It's kind of like when someone comes big in a group and they kind of go solo. Yeah. Like, it's like the Justin Timberlake in sync thing. Or it's like, you know, I'm pretty good in a group, but I bet I'm even better in my own thing. So, food for thought. Uh, yeah, I don't have much more to add to it. It's just news, rather. There's not much here to, like, work with. It's kind of just like, oh, by the way, this happened. It's like, okay. I just threw it in there because I just felt like it was something worth mentioning. Especially right now with the recent, did you hear about this? The How, like, the federal government's now stepping in with the whole investigation into, like, a Blizzard with a... What's his name? Uh, Bobby, I forgot his name. Kodak? Kodak? Is that how you pronounce it? Let me look up this story real quick because that's saw it pretty interesting. Uh, federal government, and then it was Blizzard investigation. Investigation. Oh, here it is. Talk actually has a story. Uh, U.S. government now investigating Activision Blizzard Bobby Kodak subpoenaed. So now it's getting serious, Johnny. I mean, it's one thing when the government gets involved, but when the federal government gets involved, then you know there's some, that's some high-level stuff. 
the Securities and Exchange Commission has launched an investigation into the publisher's handling of harassment and abuse allegations. This article comes from Kotaku, written by Zach Zweizen. I always like when there's like alliteration, like Bruce Banner or Peter Parker. Here we have Zach Zweizen, ZZ. So I like alliteration in names. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has reportedly launched a wide-reaching investigation into Activision Blizzard, with the government agency looking into how the embattled publisher handled the multiple allegations of sexual harassment, abuse, and toxic behavior that became public following a California Department of Fair Employment and Housing lawsuit filed in July. The SEC has subpoenaed Activision and several of its high-ranking execs, including CEO Bobby Kotick. Which, by the way, if you forgot, just won slash lost their court case against Apple a couple, back, a couple weeks right. back. Yep. Uh, they won the one thing that actually mattered and lost on all the other stuff that was kind of just like petty. Like they won the they won the thing about um being able to sell through marketplaces on the phone other than the official app store. So that's like the major thing they wanted and they actually got it. But they still ended up paying money to Apple for like the whole lawsuit and everything. So you win some, you lose some. So I thought Apple was just kicking off Fortnite because of that, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they're losing that completely or what's going on. But in the future, if anybody wants to make an app that has like you know microtransactions, like you can, like Apple can't stop you from going outside of their app store on your device to make those transactions. Which while be, before they were doing that. Hmm. Back to the securities thing. In a report out today by the Wall Street Journal, it was revealed the SEC has begun investigating Activision Blizzard and is asking for the Call of Duty and Warcraft publisher to hand over various documents. These include the personnel files of six previous employees and records of CEO Codex communications with executives relating to the numerous complaints of sexual harassment and discrimination levied against Activision Blizzard staff. So there's a little bit more about that, but we're just going to end it here. Johnny, it seems like the woes over at uh, Activision and Blizzard just keep on coming. They can't seem to get a break, although they did get that one break, like I just mentioned, against Apple. But aside from that, it seems like right now is a bad time to be associated with Activision Blizzard. What more with the Call of Duty Vanguard beta that just launched recently and coming in the fall? This is a tangent, but what's the problem with Vanguard? I hear so much drama about the fucking... What is it? Is it DLC? Is it just the new version or what? It's the new Call of Duty for this year. So why is there so much hate about it? I actually do not know. I have not heard. It. That's the first time I've heard of this. That there's hate. Yeah. Oh. Do you know? You know clearly. You know more about this than I do right now. No, not really. I've just been looking at uh, on my periphery, like your periphery. people saying they don't fucking like it. So I've and I figured you would know because you, that's like really your thing. I haven't played COD in a while. Uh. I like how you said periphery. I'm thinking like, oh, like there's a Call of Duty thing like on the corner of your eye. Yeah. There's something going on with Call of Duty Vanguard. Let me look that real quick. Now you got yeah my interest. Uh, let's see. There's a guide that's not useful. Uh, let me look up news. I'm gonna look up the news section of Google for Vanguard. Oh, Call of Duty Vanguard cheaters are already wrecking havoc ahead of launch. Is that the one? No, it's not it. Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard field up. No, that's about that's a guide. Doctor disrespect challenge someone to get a new no. Call of Duty Vanguard's beta and he did it in just one game some play, uh Call of Duty Vanguard open beta extended hacker as mostly seen stuff about hackers are we talking about no that's cool we could skip it I just thought you knew because you you play the game 
I have not played the beta. I played the alpha, which was a few weeks before that, but I haven't gone back to play any. I, I kind of want to go in fresh. I don't want to like get tired of the game before it even arrives. Uh, that's cool. We can go. To I'm next. just seeing hacks and cheats so far, which is pretty already. That's all. Like the game's not even out yet, and they're already cheating. Like that's a, that's kind of depressing in a way. But yeah, other than that, I don't know much more about this. Um, so yeah, Blizzard Activision. Not exactly having a great time right now. This this whole year has been pretty bad for them. Uh, with the lawsuit, with this, with uh, the sexual allegations and stuff. Johnny, what do, what do you have? Do you have any thoughts about uh, Mr. Kodak's predicament? Nope. <laughs> nope. So okay. So this is not this isn't really open no, for opinion. This is more kind of just like a hey heads up kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, uh, justice is served. However, it is served. Hopefully, it is served. So, good luck. Uh, I feel bad for the employees over there who are not involved in any way with any of this stuff. It seems like a bad situation all around for them. Especially, I know there's a few people who are very excited about Call of Duty Vanguard, like at the studio. I think Vanguard actually has like several uh, prominent writers who are like, this is like their first time writing for a game. Mm-hmm. And for them to kind of have to do this game in the backdrop as all this stuff goes down, it's kind of sucks when you're like hey like I, I did this thing about this game and it's like oh aren't you guys having like that issue with your studio it's like oh yeah so anyways that's in the background uh as the woes continue let's go back to another kotaku article johnny this one's about tripwire ceo this is interesting steps down after supporting texas anti-abortion law i remember i actually saw this tweet like when it went out and people were sharing it and i was like wow that's a pretty bold stand. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, especially like in gaming circles, especially. So um, let's get into it, shall we? John Gibson, the C. Oh, by the way, this article is written by Luke Plunkett. Luke Plunkett over at Kotaku. John Gibson, the CEO of Tripwire Interactive, the studio behind Maneater, which is the one with the giant shark, Johnny. Yeah. And Killing Floor, which is like a zombie game, has stepped down. This follows the enormous public and internal backlash over his support for Texas' recent decision to strip women of a basic human right. Texas recently introduced a new anti-abortion law known as Senate Bill 8. The controversial law bans abortion after six weeks and goes so far as to allow private citizens to sue abortion providers or anyone even suspected of helping a woman end a pregnancy. Very kind of uh, say-something-say-something kind of mentality. This essentially creates a bounty system targeting abortion seekers and enforced by random residents of Texas. Kind of makes me wonder where they're getting this money from. Uh, let's go down. So the actual tweet from Gibson says, Proud of hashtag US Supreme Court affirming the Texas law banning abortion for babies with a heartbeat. As an entertainer, I don't get political often. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> Yet with so many vocal peers on the other side of this issue... I felt it was important to go on the record as a pro-life game developer. End tweet. The statement was widely criticized within the industry. And just hours later, one of Tripwire's major development partners, Shipwright Studios, said in a statement, We cannot in good conscience continue to work with Tripwire under the current leadership structure. We will begin the cancellation of our existing contracts effective immediately. So this actually has real-world implications. Uh, Gibson's comments were also clearly opposed from within Tripwire as well. As that evening, he has... Oh, I'm sorry. As this evening, which when that was written, he has stepped down from his role as CEO. The news was announced by the company in a blistering statement that says, 
The comments given by John Gibson are of his own opinion and do not reflect those of Tripwire Interactive as a company. And that his comments disregarded the value of our whole team, our partners, and much of our broader community. Our leadership team at Tripwire are deeply sorry and are unified in our commitment to take swift action and to foster a more positive environment. That's pretty much the end of that story. Johnny, what, what, do you have any thoughts about this? Because I think you were kind of interested in the story. Um, I'm kind of just thinking, like, he, I mean, you can't imagine, he can't have imagined that he would just say that and, like, there wouldn't be some kind of reaction, especially as the CEO of one of the kind of more up-and-comer studios. Yeah, I just don't know how to start with this article because, I mean, why fire the guy, right? Why he stepped down. Oh, he stepped down. Yes. Did he say why he stepped down? Did I miss that? No, the company mentioned, like, oh, he's, he's has stepped down. Like, he stopped tweeting about it, like, after that. So did he already have intent to step down before he said this? And this I gave, kind of gave him the courage, like, you know what, I'm, I'm taking off, so I'm going to oh, say dude, what I want to say. Kind of like burning bridges kind of thing? No, I, didn't, I don't think he intended to burn bridges, but... Maybe. Right, but kind of like, uh, I'm leaving on the way out anyways, let me just, you know, go off one last time? Yeah. Probably. You think it was Maybe. Like more that than... The funny thing is, I checked how many followers he had on Twitter before this, mm-hmm. and how many he had after, and he had way more followers after the tweet than he did have before the tweet. Like, his, like, followership, it went from 2,000 to, like, 10,000. Mm, okay. So it might have been kind of like a PR stunt, maybe, I'm thinking. Like, either that, or he's, like, using this coverage to launch his new thing, kind of. Like, kind of like, what... Like, you know, when you have eyes on you, kind of like, you know, let's say what's the best time to quit a job is when you have one lined up. That's kind of my mentality where I think maybe he probably like, you know, what's going to get a big reaction out of people. It's like, I might send out this tweet. And it's like, yeah. now that you're all here, by the way, I'm starting this new thing kind of thing. Okay. I can kind of get that to, to get the media to like start to follow you and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But you kind of know that like television, movies, gaming, all that stuff. It's more of like a liberal institution, right? So by yeah. by putting out that he's a conservative, it doesn't go well to getting hired to these institutions that are liberal, right? So it doesn't make sense for him to put that out there. Well, if okay. He's trying to start a new company, right? And gather people from that community that tend to be liberal. Okay, I see what you mean. Like it, like he's kind of shooting himself in the foot, anyways, right? Yeah. I could see that. I guess most of the outrage isn't even that he's anti-abortion. It's that he's supports the bill about that's tangentially involves a bounty hunting kind of in a way. If this was just like a random like, oh, by the way, I'm pro-life, I think it would kind of just like got hot and then sizzle and faded. Yeah. But because of the nature of this very specific bill, it's kind of like a, whoa, like the CEO is saying that? Like we're, he represents the entire company. So now it's kind of like, it, they're gonna yeah, think we're I, all down with him for the same thing. I think I think it was Colin Moriarty. I think. Good. I don't want to put words in this, but I but I think it was him that said that uh, he wouldn't have done this if if a lot of the people that were working with him felt the exact way that he did. You know. Say that one more time. He wouldn't necessarily have voiced and uh, would have been confident to say what he said if uh-huh. a lot of the people around him weren't think, thinking the exact same thing or not bill. thinking the same exact thing. Yeah, that they were pro the bill. Oh, I see what you mean. You're saying he think you think okay. You're saying that he did this with support from the company. Is what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I don't know unless something comes out about that. Not from the company, but you know, just the people around him. Oh, his like inner maybe, circle. Maybe the writers, yeah, maybe the his writers, inner circle. Yeah. 
And he probably felt like it's comfortable, like, hey, if you guys think this, then maybe I can just kind of say yeah, that. Yeah, if you guys got my back, I'm just going to say it. It's possible. It's possible. Um, I don't know. Maybe he just thought, like, people would just kind of not say anything about it, and they'd just be like, oh, like, how brave of you, and then, like, that would be it. Maybe that's what he thought. But, like, the heat turned up, and people actually started harassing, uh, not in this article, but it's mentioned in another one I read, people started going after, like, the accounts of people who worked at the company. See, that's where it's, I think it's really stupid, because, I mean, first, what is the abortion, his position on it, how is that going to affect the games, right? It doesn't, but just, I guess... And then the people that attack the people around him, I know they want to add pressure because they don't like his politics, but why, what... Yeah, I think it's a bad look to go after people at the company for something that the CEO did because it's, it's, it's like that it has no bearing on your actual point of view, your actual stance. Mm-hmm. Going after – it's like if – I don't know. It's like if you worked at McDonald's and the head of McDonald's is like, yeah, I'm pro like killing immigrants or something like that, that hypothetically, of course. And then people go after McDonald's employees and start throwing stuff at them. Like, yeah. The, yeah. That's kind of like what this is. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um but him being like in support of a bill that essentially makes like vigilantes to go, you know. Well, what's your, if you want to say, like, what's your personal feel on the bill? And the part about going after, about reporting stuff to me is very kind of authoritarian. I do not like, you already know this, I don't like anything where like it's like see something, say something kind of thing. That's kind of like what that is. That part is disgusting of the bill. Absolutely. Yeah. I do not like that. Um, abortion's a really tricky topic for me, just because there's so many, like, not modifiers, I'm thinking of, like, the pitch. There's so many circumstances, yeah. right, about, like, rape, where women are raped and they're forced to, you know, carry a mm-hmm. baby to term and all that. And then there's, you know, people who make it on it, like, how soon is too soon, like... Yeah, because it's only six weeks. Because to me, um, I'm like... I'm, pro-choice but i'm also closer and closer to life begins at uh, conception and six weeks seems seems like no fucking time at all to make a decision on it right yeah especially because that's like super super that's like only a month and a half of like a nine month like journey yeah um i feel super conflicted about this honestly i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be real with you guys i'm gonna be really honest uh just because i do have certain religious uh views about you know about letting life naturally foster itself. That said, there are situations where I do sympathize with women because they do they have to do all the caring, they have to do all the work, they have to live with it, right? Um, What's that plus that feeling of authoritarianism, you know? Yeah, I'm mostly, I think what everybody, this isn't, like a, this isn't, the most egregious part about this isn't even the abortion part. That's not even the most egregious part of this bill. It's the deputizing random citizens to uh-huh. kind of just be like tattling on their like fellow like citizens is like very draconian very authoritarian very 1984 ish i that, that, that like you said it's gross and that kind of just gives me like like goosebumps in a bad way in a way mm-hmm. um the abortion part is pretty standard i mean that we have seen other states that have that and like they don't really get the flag they kind of just it's just a thing that happens uh, interesting to see the Supreme Court rule that way. I, I was honestly kind of surprised about that because it overturns a previous ruling in terms of uh, how uh, you know where life begins and then the rights of a human, the woman's li- rights to her own body, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that surprised me. Um, other than that, I don't have much more to say on that. 
Uh, I kind of don't want to get too in the weeds on this, but like I mentioned, my stance is usually, I, I, yeah, abortion is, for religious purposes, uh, abhorrent to me. At the same time, I sympathize, I understand, I get it, I get why, but I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, I know it sounds very wish-washy, very kind of, uh, what's that word called? Sca- not scapegoat. Sounds like a, what's that word, Johnny, where you don't take a, go- it's like you're something out. Something out. Sounds like a, not a back out. What do you call it? You know what I'm looking for? Cop out? Cop out. Thank you. Cop out is a word, yes. Um, do you have anything else you want to say or should we just move on? No, not, not really. But I mean, it's. I think it's interesting how how you and I are kind of at opposite sides of the fence on this. Yeah. But we're still kind of in the middle somehow. We find like, common ground that the the citizen against citizen thing is just gross. Yeah. It's a gross misabuse of state power over its citizens. That's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't believe like we're this far, like human history. And it's like, we just can't keep, we keep making the same mistakes in terms of like, you know, see something, say something, loose lips, all that stuff. It's just, ugh. Anyways, you're gonna say uh, loose lips sink ships. I was going to, and I was like, wait, that doesn't. That's not relevant in this case. There's no, we're not at war within the country, at least not yet. <laughs> Next article, Johnny, we have with uh, Kotaku is what we've heard about a Quantic Dream Star Wars game. This comes from Ethan Gak, 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 Ethan Gak, at Kotaku. Um, reports started to circulate last week that Detroit become human developer Quantic Dream was working on an unlikely new project, a Star Wars game. While Kotaku can't currently confirm if this is 100% accurate, we have heard something similar from an independent source with knowledge of the studio's plans. The rumor started when YouTube Gatos via VGC claimed on September 16th that the French studio had made a deal with Disney for a Star Wars game, following the end of its three-game publishing exclusivity agreement with Sony. Yesterday, Dual Shockers, which is another media outlet, uh, published a separate report based on a separate source that supported Gatos's claim. Gatos? I hope I'm saying that right. The report stated that the project had been in development for roughly 18 months. That report's author, Tom Henderson, also shared a screenshot on social media of Quantic Dream's Twitter account, liking an article about the report. Kotaku has heard the same from a third separate source with knowledge of the studio's development plans. According to this individual, Quantic Dream has indeed been working on a Star Wars game for approximately a year and a half. But it won't be the conventional type of quick time event driven game we've come to expect from the French studio. Instead, they said the game will have more traditional action gameplay and possibly even open world and multiplayer elements. Quantic Dream did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Uh, and the rest kind of goes into about how like EA kind of lost the Star Wars license and like it's open for other people. It's beautiful when I hear that. <laughs> and like it makes sense for like other studios to ha- get like a shot or at the license. Uh, Johnny, this one's confusing to me. This one's confusing to me because like I understand Quantic Dream's partnership with PlayStation is kind of over. They had like a three game deal, which was Heavy Rain. Beyond Two Souls and Detroit Become Human, mm-hmm. that's over. But the idea that it's not going to be a traditional QTE kind of uh, quick time event, you know, heavy narrative, very linear. I mean, multiple endings, but very linear in terms of like the areas you're confined to. Yeah. Game, and they're going for like a more action oriented game. Like, I kind of have to. Wa- I kind of have to wonder if if 
you know the people who license who are in charge of licensing star wars that they took a look at quantic dream games and were like okay yeah you can do an action game because like that's what we're that's clearly not their ml mo yeah, it's not their pedigree. It's not their mo. They don't do action heavy games. They do quick time. I mean, they event. have great writing. Oh, for sure. I'm sure the writing and just the visuals are going to be great. I know the visuals yeah. are going to be insane. Yeah. But I'm kind of just like, why would they be trusted to do an action game that might have multiplayer like components? Yeah, to me it makes more sense for. Uh... Oh my god, my memory's so shit. <sighs> Help me out. You're playing this game right now. Oh, you you were trying to. I was trying to. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about Ubisoft? No. Oh, it's Call of Duty, Activision. Control. Uh, oh, Remedy. Remedy. It makes a lot more sense <laughs> for Remedy to do this game, right? I guess with game? the force and stuff. Hell yeah. yeah, dude. They got the levitation down, everything. Um, yeah, but the writing, the writing should be all right. Yeah, I'm excited. I I want this to be a traditional Quantic Dream game. Actually, I want this to be like the QTE. I don't. Heavy narrative, multiple branching paths, endings. And kind of just a linear experience. I I don't really need an open world like setting for this game. Yeah, I wanna I want them to do what they do, except less quick time. That's it. Well, that's kind of like the core gameplay though <laughs> for Quantic Dream. Yeah. I want something it, different. I want I want to see their spin on a Star Wars game, and I want it to like focus on something we don't traditionally see. I don't want it to be about like you know Jedi's f- flying or Jedi's. I want this to be kind of like. Give us like the everyday life kind of issues of like an imperial someone who works for the empire kind of thing or like, you know I can imagine like the like the predicaments are like should I inform like my officer or should I not like, oh there's like a refugee like should I just turn them over to the empire or not like that I want there to be like so you could be um, a stormtrooper a stormtrooper would be cool yeah so you kind of got Finn's story right where he's got like this dilemma right all right or they can give us something where like. I don't know, give us, like, an unknown character. Maybe if you want to go Jedi, okay, you can do Jedi. But make it so, like, like they question, like, the Jedi Order, like, the I'm Council. Gonna, I don't want it to be Jedi because I'm just going to expect so much more. And it's going to feel like... Right, push so up to ignite lightsaber kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be cool because, like, what if you get to choose to go to the dark side? Or, like, that's, like, a, that would fit perfectly for Quantic Dream's, like, strengths. Like, do you want to do, like, what you're supposed to do? Or do you want to do what your heart tells you to do? And those are the type of narratives that Quantic Dream is, like, perfectly suited for. Those, like, inter-conflicted, like... Because they always have... They always pose quandaries in their games where it's, like, you, you know, there's a right answer, and there's, like, the answer... There's an answer your brain goes and the answer your heart goes, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would be perfectly suited. If you could do that for Star Wars, like, that sounds like an instant classic to me. But I get it. You see Star Wars license, you want heavy action, you don't want... If it's a Jedi. Okay. So if it's a stormtrooper, you're okay with it being the traditional yeah. QTE game. Yeah, a little bit of shooting. Down try try to keep, try to keep like the try to keep your analog stick within like the center to shoot accurately kind of thing. And if we're gonna do uh, like quick time events, it cannot be open world, dude. No, absolutely not. It has to be linear for that yeah. to work. Linear within this within like you know the scope of like multiple outcomes and stuff. So why do you think they decided to go with this direction? Why do you think they granted them the license? We got a badass pitch. I hope so. We don't even know for sure this is like a real thing because like Star Wars games have a have a history of being canceled before they even like launch. What if this was thirteen thirteen? No, that's completely different from anywhere. That's been like it's been scrapped. Like thirteen thirteen. You didn't give me. You didn't give me even half a second of hope there. You just no. 
I, I no, Johnny, forget it. I gotta nip it in the bud, Johnny. I don't want your mind to go crazy places. I don't want you to get. I don't want you to get your hopes up. Right. It's like it's like Hawkeye in Endgame. He's like, don't. He's like, don't what? D- don't give me hope. That's my approach. All right, so that's the story for that. I, yeah, I want a smaller, intimate story. I don't want it. It doesn't have to be a grand like, oh my god, the galaxy's in danger. It could just be a personal like, the life of a stormtrooper, the people in his like that he knows his social circles. It could be a small, intimate story. It doesn't have to be a grand, sweeping, epic conflict kind of thing. Doesn't doesn't require Death Stars. Oh, that would be cool, but it shouldn't have to. Shouldn't have to. They could do some uh, some space stuff in here. Space stuff. Yeah. That space stuff. Yeah, space. Do you mean like like with starships and stuff, like fighters? Yeah. That would be kind of hard to do. What if you were a droid? That would be cool. Like you're a droid and everyone kind of just ignores you. Be like you know if you know droid stuff. Like you know like, hey like so and so sleeping with so and so and they don't know kind of thing. Like that could be. You're got a very like a nosy droid and stuff. Like. <laughs> I like that. I like the concept. Of that. And I want your like your like options are just like beeps and boops for like speaking. <laughs> Everybody treats you like shit. And like you like secretly you have like the codes to like self-destruct the entire place or something. Like that'd be funny. Moving on to our next story, Johnny. We had an NVIDIA leak last week. That rhymes. Uh so here's a story. We're just gonna kinda we wanna is it because the story itself isn't what we want to focus on. There's like potential that we want to focus on. Uh, uh this article comes from uh, I'm struggling to pronounce this website. WCCF Tech. Who knows what that stands for? Uh, NVIDIA, written by Alessio Palumbo. NVIDIA response to GeForce Now database leak says list included speculative titles. A huge GeForce Now database leak rocked the news yesterday, teasing PC players to a great number of possible upcoming game announcements. Following the leak, we reached out to NVIDIA and received the following comment from a spokesperson. NVIDIA is aware of an unauthorized published game list. With both released and or speculative titles. Used only for internal tracking and testing. Inclusion on the list is neither confirmation nor an announcement of any game. NVIDIA took immediate action to remove access to the list. No confidential game builds or personnel information were exposed. As we suspected, most of the games listed there probably were only used on GeForce Now for internal testing. And may never see the light of day on PC. Still, we maintain that some eventually will, such as God of War, other PlayStation exclusives like Final Fantasy VII Remake, Death Stranding Director's Cut, Demon's Souls, Returnal, Ghost of Tsushima, the rumored GTA remasters, as well as the most obvious ones like Dragon Age 4, Gear 6, Forza Motorsport 8, Avowed, Crisis 4, and Payday 3. The RTX remasters may also turn out to be true given that two years ago, Nvidia kicked off a program to do just that. For the record, we've included the highlights of the GeForce Now leaked below, list below. So, audience, imagine I'm doing what Johnny does, and I'm putting on glasses to read. Imagine that's what I'm doing right now. And here we go, Johnny. So, there's a massive list. I'm just going to touch on the ones that are obvious or the ones we care about. There is uh, Alan Wake Remastered for Steam. Sort of interesting. Okay. Avowed is a big one. That's the big Bethesda title from uh, the Xbox Showcase last year. That's like the... Have you seen gameplay? No, just a concept, like a trailer concept. Uh, there's a Batman City Builder, which just sounds like weird to me. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that's about. Uh, let's go down a little more. Let's look for stuff that we actually care about. 
Final Fantasy VII Remake is a huge one for me. Final Fantasy sixteen. I was waiting for this. What do you think? It's possible because I think sixteen would only just be a console PS5 exclusive. Okay. But PC has... Especially now, recently, with the with the pixel remasters of Final Fantasy 1 through 6, uh, Square Enix is much more willing to play ball with PC, where they are, they are releasing more and more Final Fantasy titles for PC. Mm-hmm. This one, not that surprising. Not that surprising. But still, it's like a big one, though. Uh, we have God of War. That going to PC would be interesting. Johnny? It's about time. It's about time. Gran Turismo 7 going to PC. Uh... That seems pretty big. That's I don't know if there's any Gran Turismo games on PC. I don't think there is, right? No, I don't think so. I think so. Uh, the Grand Theft Auto remasters are included. I think it's kind of further confirmation it's a real thing to me. Uh, is that 6? No. The re- Grand Theft Auto 3 remaster, Vice City remaster. Remember? San Andreas remastered. Uh, it's a remaster. It's not a remake, so... It's almost like a remake, but not quite. Uh, then we see Horizon Forbidden West, isn't it? Possibly end up on PC. I mean, be, uh, Horizon uh, Dawn Zero. Or, uh, is that what's called? Horizon Dawn Zero. Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. I was like, Horizon Zero. Yeah, that one's already on PC. It makes sense the sequel would it, it make its way to PC. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Some other ones. We have Injustice 3. God's Wolf. I didn't even know there was an Injustice 3 in the works. Although, maybe this isn't true. But God's Wolf Fall sounds like a likely title for Injustice 3. Yeah, so, it does. That's interesting. Kingdom Hearts 4, Johnny. Freaking Kingdom Hearts 4. There's no way that's real. That sounds like a kind of like a possible uh, uh, speculation. It's so speculative that it kind of makes it real. What? Explain that. Yeah, it's like... Too specific or what? It's it's like one of those things like, fuck, if I put this list, if I put this in the list, they're going to know it's not like legit. Oh, you're saying it sounds so ridiculous that therefore it must be true, like a reverse psychology kind of thing? I don't know. That would be insane. Kingdom Hearts 4, like, we have nerd nothing of that. Like, Square hasn't even mentioned the possibility of Kingdom Hearts 4. So, for, like, NVIDIA to be like, oh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, what? Uh, we also have, let's see. Never played it, by the way. You should. You're missing out, Johnny. We have Metal Gear Solid 2 since Liberty HD for PC. That's fucking, wait. Oh, it's, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, it's an older one. I was like, wait a minute, is there a fucking rem- uh, remaster? But no. We have uh let's see let's see those are only interesting ones so far returnal for pc that could be interesting uh maybe they'll finally patch in a save system that would be great (laughs) we have uh let's see tekken 8 tekken 8 on pc uh let's see unannounced title by square enix untitled respawn game untitled the initiative game Vanquish Remaster, Johnny? Does that do anything for you? Not really. Does that get you up in the morning? No. The voiceover is a shitty. They gotta redo that. XCOM 3. Yes. Yeah, I want this shit so bad. Do you think, it being on this list, do you think that's more likely to be real than not? Yeah. I mean, it's gonna happen. I just don't know in what way it's gonna happen. Because there's also a rumor that they're doing the XCOM with Marvel. XCOM with Marvel? Oh, are you talking about... No, you're not talking about Midnight Suns, right? I don't think so. Don't okay. So that's kind of it for that, Johnny. Anything... Nothing really kind of... I mean, there's some things around there, like Kingdom Hearts 4 is, like, huge. So this thing is not, like, super concrete. It's not verified. There's yeah, things. a lot. they're saying a lot of it is, like, speculative. Like, what they expect to become real games, but they don't know for sure yet. 
Yeah. And then some of their, I'm sure, are real, and they're just kind of like they're just not allowed to say it. Yeah. So we kind of just decided. We kind of talked about what's more likely to be just like hypothetical, and then what's more likely to be real. See, the thing that bothers me most about this list is the implications that it's like day and date. You know, comes out on PS5. Oh, PS4. on console and PC. Yes, on the same day. I don't think that's true, though. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, I can kind of see why you would think that, but I don't think that's like concrete either. I think it's just like one day kind of thing yeah because i'd imagine that they're gonna test them from the beginning to see if they run on pc doesn't mean it's gonna be so they can see how much work they have to do later yeah on kind yeah, of yeah actually port the game i got you yeah that makes sense uh so that was our last major story for the week johnny let's go ahead and talk about what have we been playing johnny you go first what have you been playing since the last time we recorded um just a little bit of fortnite again that like you talked last time you were like you have your comfort game i'm like no i don't i guess that's the game for me is that the game you just play when you feel like you have to play something but you don't want to be like mentally invested like in characters or a story kind of thing yeah i'm just like uh if i'm working on the cars or something and i'm just like yeah you know what let me just go jump on it real quick i don't care if i win or lose i just want to shoot shit uh i could talk to random people and, and shoot the shit right um, so we did. We, we did play a little bit. I was I was about to begin Strider. Strider. I, I, I already beat it, but I think I'm gonna platinum that game. So I'm jumping Strider into Strider. I was in Strider. Is it the HD one or whatever? I think so. Okay. I think it is. It was like a year or two ago that I passed it. Um, and that's it. Take the floor, like you. You only played for it. Okay. We d- I did play some Fortnite with you for like the first time ever. Oh, you did. That's right. We actually won. We actually won yeah, one. Yeah. We, we had first w- first uh, matchup that we did together. We won. We actually had one victory, and then kind of just went downhill from there. <laughs> I couldn't hear you though, John. I couldn't hear like if you were issuing I commands. I to mention that. Like, I felt like you got some issue with your mic or something. My mic. Yeah, I thought it was your mic because I would say something. I couldn't hear you because we'd be in battle. And the battle stops, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to box you up, and I'm telling you, hey, Andrew, like, take the meds. Like, let me box you up, or come over here so you can take these meds, or I got meds for you or something. And you wouldn't say anything. I'm like, oh, his mic is like... Chassy. I just thought you weren't that talkative. No, I was talking. Because I was trying to listen, like, I can't tell what Johnny's doing. Like, you would just run up to this light, this, like, light tower and just start, like, lighthouse, and you just start destroying it, and, like, all this stuff drops yeah, down. Yeah, like... I would tell you like, all right, this is a plan because you you asked me at one point like, do you have a strategy? And do you like do what? This? Yeah, what was our like? Uh, was there a route we were gonna take or like what? Yeah, and I was elaborating on some of it, but like you missed the latter half, like the tower part. You started chopping up. You started going up the stairs, and I yeah. was like, wait, wait, wait. I did hear you say come back down. I did hear you yeah, say. Yeah, I, I told you a few times. I was like, damn, he's already halfway up there, and I'm I'm about to chop it up, and he's still up there. Timber. Yeah. <laughs> So um yeah, take the floor. I know you got a lot of We got we got one win, so that that's something. Um So uh Johnny and I were kinda of talking about this earlier. Our one of our good friends, good family members, also uh the host of the noob, none of our business podcast, Joe, he was kind and gracious enough to send us send Johnny and I some uh redeemable codes for PSN store credit as a kind of as a sh- support of the show, kind of like a I guess to kind of fuel us with some content for next week for us to talk about stuff we bought and played. So, uh, shout out to Joe. Thank you very much for that. Uh, very much appreciated. Yeah, I mean, Joe, freak, super generous, man. This is... I don't know what to say, man. Joe is just 
super generous. He's a really kind person. Since day one, he's always he's kind of been there for us. Yeah, with, supporting like, the pod. The intro, the intro we use is from him. Yeah, uh, really humbled about him just helping us out. Kind of puts me in a predicament now because like now I have like no way of like karmic. I'm in karmic debt. I don't know how to pay it back. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I did purchase some titles. I. I bought three games. I bought Watch Dogs Legions, mm-hmm. which I've been meaning to buy since last year, but it was never at a price point that I wanted. I got it for like a little less than 20 bucks this time, which was exactly kind of what I wanted at. So because Joe was able to like, you know, here's free store credit and I can't do anything else with the store credit outside of the store. I'm like, I might as well use it for that. So I got Watch Dogs Legions. I haven't played it yet. It's mm-hmm. just sitting there. I have other games I want to finish because I have a habit of jumping around games. I want to actually finish games now. Yeah. Um, I bought another game called uh, Toem. Yeah. This is uh, it's a black and white kind of. Um, I'm trying to think of what kind of gameplay to describe it. You go where you have like a checklist of things to take pictures of, and you can like rotate the game world. Like it has like four camera angles. It has like a kind of a grid layout. And there's things sometimes that are hidden that you have to take pictures of. So mm-hmm. there's like a story to it. It's a it's a wholesome, cute kind of cutesy game. Um, it has supposedly a very easy platinum trophy, so that kind of made me want to get it. <laughs> I have not gotten a platinum trophy on my PS5 yet. Tome that just came out. Tome just came out within the last like two weeks or so. Okay. Uh, it's kind of it's not it's like less than twenty bucks also. Yeah, I saw when you sent me the list of what you were gonna purchase. I was like. He would get this kind of game. You looked. Oh, you looked him up. Yeah, I looked him up. Uh, Watch Dogs. I already know what I'm getting into, but the other, the first, the other two games look interesting. So Tom t- does not look like my type of game. But like, yeah, that looks, is not a Johnny ass game. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, is this anything like Pokemon Snap? Because I'm kind of down for that. No Pokemon, but taking pictures is the central plot, central point that gameplay experience is taking pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other game I got was kind. This was more on a whim. Because it was on sale, and because, like, I looked at the trailer that played, like, when you highlight the PSN games, and it's just, like, it'll start playing out a trailer for you. Yeah. And it looked really cool. A game called Eldest Souls. hmm Eldest Souls. Uh, which, it's a little pixelated, right? Is it not? It has a 2D pixel uh, art style, but it's not just, like, pixelated. It's, like, beautifully drawn pixelated. It looks pretty, yeah. It's not, like, like an Atari-looking-ass game, like, where it's, like, oh, it's, like, pixelated. I mean, this is, like, really nicely drawn, like, really thought out, like pixelated uh art it's isometric right yes it's isometric it's basically a boss rush game where it, most of the core combat is you just dealing with boss creatures mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's kind of where it's not it's very obvious about its heritage it's has eldest and souls in the name so it's clearly like a dark souls bloodborne kind of style game when you watch like the gameplay there's like a massive health bar for these massive really huge bosses and like it looks like you can die like easily so I've been wanting to play another game like Bloodborne in a uh, for a while. So I saw the trailer for that and that instantly sold it for me. Of the games I've mentioned so far, I've only played like maybe 20 minutes of Tome so far. I have not dived deep into those games because I have other games I'm playing. I'm still playing Lost in Random. Mm-hmm. I talked about this last week. I'm about a little past halfway through the game. Uh, the way I can say that is because I know there's six levels in the world based on the dice. They, they, you know, there's a, there's a one croft... There is uh, Two Town. There is, uh, I forgot what the three one is called, but I just got to like the fourth one. Mm-hmm. And so like six is like the highest points, like the Kingdom of Six or something like that. Like, six Dems, I think it's called. That's like the highest, highest point. So I know there's at least like six levels slash worlds. 
I just started the fourth one. Um, the gameplay mechanics are starting to lose their charm a bit. Mm. Like, it was really cool at first, and now it's kind of like, mm, this is kind of a drag. Now it's not... It's starting to kind of lose its luster with me. Where, like, the whole, like, the, the gameplay loop of tossing the dice, whatever you roll... And then you go to the cards and then like based on what you roll it allows you like certain action points for using the cards and then like that's just a gameplay loop you you damage enemies to get crystals the crystals allow you to roll the roll lets you use abilities and it's just like loops back around the abilities eventually wear off and you have to get the crystals again mm-hmm. so that's how combat kind of rolls out um but it's starting to kind of not be so much fun now i don't know if maybe i just need to buy more cards in the game to kind of like you know freshen it up I think I might do that. I think I might edit my deck because my deck is mostly healing and like cards that have no cost that allow me to get more cards. So maybe I need to tweak the settings, tweak how I, I approach the gameplay and see if that works better for my uh, works better for my experience. The story is still interesting. There's a, like each world has itself like its own like problems that you need to solve mm-hmm. while there's still like the overall branch, like the overall arcing narrative about trying to get your sister back and stuff. There, the game does get creepier though. There is some really like, like there's an example. There's like a alleyway where you have to like turn off all the lights because that's the way you make this character called the Shadow Man appear. Mm-hmm. And like the Shadow Man has like a deep like, eldritch voice. It sounds kind of like, like, uh, like, uh, like it has like this weird kind of creepy echo to his. And like he just looks terrifying from his face. It's just like a, it looks like some, like kind of like a Slender Man kind of creature. And so, anyways, the bosses, a lot of the characters that are not, like, normal characters look, like, really freakishly scary. And then, like, he's he ha- he's holding your friend hostage. This is, like, a mini-spoiler, but he's holding your friend hostage. And, like, where's my friend? And he, like, zips open his chest and the friend's on the inside. Like, he's like, oh, like, get me out of here or whatever. And, like, and he zips up his chest. And like, he wants you to do something in order to get your friend back, which he does eventually do. But, uh, anyways, um, Lost and Random is what I'm playing. I also started playing this game. It's an older, older game, Johnny. Have you ever heard of Undertale, Johnny? Yeah. Undertale. Undertale was a game I bought years ago, and I think I gave it one try for like 20 minutes. I'm like, this isn't for me. Uh, one of my friends, Miko, I saw him just started playing the game, and he quickly abandoned the game too, but him playing it kind of was like, oh yeah, I should play Undertale. Uh, Undertale. Undertale, I should give that like another try. Mm-hmm. I get, I'm giving it a second try, and now for some reason it completely like hooked me. I don't know what changed from the last time I played. Have you ever done that where you play a game first and you're like, like it's just not clicking with you, and then you try it again later, and it's like, oh, like why did I not play this the first time around? No, it's the opposite for me. Was a game you ran to, and then you lost interest after? No, I'll I'll try a game, and maybe I'll see somebody else playing, or they tell me, hey, you should really get into it. Sometimes I'll I'll try games like three times, and it never really hits. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess I don't know if it's the like passage of time or something changed but like I gave Undertale a try and I'm really enjoying it right now I'm near the I'm in the like last section of the game it's a really short game it's like a short like RPG but man that game like it hits you in the feels like like if you there's a there's like two approaches to the game you can do like the genocide path where you just kill every like enemy you come across and there's like the I forget what the other one's called but it's like where you allow yourself to kind of like take damage or try to avoid damage but you try to like talk the enemy out so it's an rpg or what yeah okay like you can pacify enemies and like you can win battles by like just like talking them to like like we don't need to talk we don't need to fight like like well, what's going on like why are you attacking me like there's like actions where you can like pacify the enemy and so what the game is doing because i have like i'm not gonna do that i just want to like fight or whatever like the game is making me feel so guilty 
for like all the NPCs I have killed at this point. And it's like, okay, now I understand the appeal of the game. Because, like, like, it looks, the game looks very 2D-ish, like, pixelated. And it's like, okay, this doesn't seem like it took a lot of work. But, like, I don't know what game, how game development works. So I'm not going to even say, like, it doesn't take work. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's, you can tell, like, this wasn't, like, a AAA game. Let's just say that. Okay. And the game is, like, hitting me, like, all the story, like, hooks. Like, like they're landing. Like, this is a really well-written game. It's making me feel bad. I felt, like, a lot of emotions. I, like, there's the moments where I laughed. There's moments where I, I wouldn't say I cried, but I was like, oh, like, oh, man, that kind of, oh, that hurt me. Like, dang, like, I like, I did that? So things like that. Uh, so Undertale was, like, a hugely, like, popular game the year it came out. Uh, I know some media outlets actually, like, put it as their game of the year, mm-hmm. uh, which is surprising because indie games don't really get that kind of praise. But, like, I get it now. I get why people love this game. It has, like, such a cult following. So um, I'm still playing Undertale. I'm still playing Lost in Random. And I think, was there... Oh, Johnny. I even mentioned that I finally joined the Xbox ecosystem. I thought you brought it up last time. I did not. We didn't have time last time. Okay, go ahead. So I don't have an Xbox, but last week, uh, Windows 10 received an update to allow for uh, Xbox Game Pass to work, to stream through the cloud on Windows 10. So uh, for a dollar for the first month and then like 10 bucks after... I got uh, Windows, I'm sorry, I got Xbox Game Pass for Windows 10. My laptop, this laptop we're recording on is a very old one, but it has Windows 10. And playing Halo, because I've never been into Halo, because I've never been an Xbox person. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me try the Master Chief Collection starting from the very beginning, which uh, chronologically, the first game is Halo Reach. Wait, hold up, you didn't play any of the Halos? No, never played a Halo game. Right. I have never played a Halo game, they've never appealed to me. But Halo is a big thing on Xbox. I wanted to, you know, get into the zeitgeist, find out what's the appeal of Halo. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think so far it's probably the multiplayer, not so much the campaign. Kind of like Call of Duty. The campaign's cool. It's great. Yeah, but it's kind of, it's kind of. Mm, I mean, maybe it hasn't aged well, but it's kind of just like very straightforward, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I started Halo Reach, which chronologically is the earliest game. It's before Halo One. Uh, you know, combat evolved. Mm-hmm. and uh, there's very, very little latency. I'm playing with my PS4 controller. Apparently, you're supposed to use the Xbox controller, but I downloaded a file that allows... It, it makes it tricks the system to thinking my PS4 controller is the Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing, I played a little bit of Halo Reach on my laptop here. It looks and runs great because, of course, I'm streaming it. It's not actually running on my hardware. It's somewhere else in a different server-based room somewhere in... I'm guessing San Francisco. I don't know where. The point is, there's very, very little latency, and that's extremely impressive for what my laptop is basically doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell it's there. You can definitely tell it's there, but it's not that bad. It's not strong. Like, if I try to play, like, multiplayer competitively, I would be at a disadvantage. But if I'm playing, like, a single-player game, if I'm playing the campaign, like, it's not an issue. So take that for what it is. Uh, I've only played that. I started Need for Speed Heat on there. Need for Speed Heat, which I is I think the, I think that's the last Need for Speed game that came out. Okay. Yeah, um, it is. Right. Okay. There's a story mode. I'm only interested in story mode. I'm not gonna do multiplayer because that's just I just know it's not gonna be it's not optimized for streaming, like you know over the cloud. So I'm doing. I started the campaign. Let me choose between a muscle car, a tuner, and I forget something else. A German car. Of course, you know me. I'm gonna go with the tuner because I love Japanese stuff. 
And so, yeah, I kind of only done a few story missions there. I haven't, yeah, I've, this is great because I haven't played like, I haven't had this much fun in like a while. So I'm playing all these games that actually interest me that I have access to now. And it's kind of like an overabundance thing where it's like, I'm like a kid in a candy store kind of thing. That's what I'm experiencing right now. So, mm-hmm. um, that is about it, Johnny. That's about it. So now that we're done talking about what we've been playing, now we can dive into the pitch. Johnny. Well, I actually have a question. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Have you played the last uh, Crash Team Racing? The new one that came out? The mm-hmm. remaster? Yeah. No. I was uh, going to ask you for a suggestion because I'm right in between Crash Team Racing and Gran Turismo. I'm going to pick one of those up. Maybe two, both of them, but uh, I don't know. If you guys have any suggestions of which is better, one or the other. For sure. Know. Yeah, let Johnny know. Uh, send in any comments, suggestions about what you think Johnny should get off of the PSN store. CTR or Gran Turismo? Sport. Uh, speaking of comments and stuff, we, I forgot to mention, Johnny, we actually got a uh, email uh, from one of our <laughs> listeners, one of our friends. Uh, Tyler Wheeler sent me a message about uh, the new, our last pitch, right? We talked about hearts and minds with the robots and stuff and the Sorry, virus. That was a pretty good pitch. And Tyler says, she wrote in, what about rogue bots? Rogue. So not robots, rogue bots that's a good pun i love a good pun she says lol idk i like the name y'all came up with lol this sounds like a dope game thank you tyler johnny and i were of all the pitches we've done i think this is one of the ones that johnny and i were more invested in because we like the premise of everything so thank you tyler for writing in and you could be featured on our podcast too if you have any comments suggestions to make uh we'll try to read some more in the future so thank you tyler uh johnny i believe mm-hmm. just personal bias i'll probably go with crash team racing grand Turismo just sounds frustrating for some reason but maybe you're better suited yeah maybe, yeah maybe you're more suited to grand Turismo. maybe you prefer the realisticness i don't know well, are you drawn to one like, is it an even 50 50 or you already kind of have like I a mean, favorite they both have nostalgia uh grand Turismo, maybe because it's like twice the length of uh the time playing mm-hmm um, I'm not sure. I'm just right in the middle. The funny thing is, both you do have nostalgia for both of these franchises. You st- your first PlayStation came with Crash Bandicoot, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't long after that you probably got Gran Turismo, right? Or it was on PS2 that you got Gran Turismo? Uh, I I I don't know. I I think I had it on PS1 and then I had PS2. Because or... there was two Gran Turismo games for PS1. Did you get one of those or no? You remember the names of them? One because I just remember the <laughs> I, I just remember the one that had Gran Turismo and then Gran Turismo Ace Spec. Ace Spec is three. There was two Gran Turismo games for PS1. Huh, okay. So, and then there was four on PS2, and then five on PS3, and so on. And yeah, so I might have had the first three then, right? It's possible. I don't know. You would have known more than I did. <laughs> I would. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, write in and suggest one of those games for Johnny, and maybe he'll actually follow through. Maybe. All right, guys. So, let's go ahead and start with the pitch. Johnny had the brilliant idea, instead of wasting Air's time on shuffling around the papers and going through the cans we just did that before the show even started and we have our two pieces of paper (laughs) all right so hold on for those of you who do not know what the pitch is a pitch is a segment where johnny and i uh take two random pieces of paper from a container uh one is genre such as rpgs first person shooters the other container is themes like uh space ocean time travel stuff like that so and then we push the, uh, each of our papers together and come up with the pitch for a video game we would like to see exist or at least 
a game that would make sense given those two uh, factors. Johnny, what do you have? Okay. First person, I got fighting, and I got brawler. You said first person fighting? No, the first one is oh. uh, first person, and then I got fighting, and then I got brawler. So okay, so a fighting game is just a straight up one on one. A brawler is like a side scrolling kind of like River City Ransom, Streets of Rage, that kind of game. All right, I have Stadium and Cyberpunk. What can we do with these? You have Stadium and Cyberpunk. All right, we've done Cyberpunk, right? Yes. Let's have. go with the stadium. Really? I could have sworn you were going to go with Cyberpunk because you like the future tech stuff. Yeah, but we've done it too recently, and, you know, we got to be challenged. Okay. Uh, you stadium? Wanna, you want to try another one just in case these don't pan out? <laughs> sure. Okay, I do not want to do... Wait. I don't want to do uh, first person. Okay. Um, do you want to? Do you have an idea already? No, first person stadium does not make sense. All right, so fighting feels a little bit constrained for a stadium. So let's go with the baller. Can I have Europe like... as the other one. Europe. <laughs> uh, what kind of game are we making, Johnny? Uh, nah. A European brawler, European fighter. It's a little restrictive. What else do you have? Oh, you want me? Okay, you want me to dig in further? Okay, it's all gotta, right. It's gotta work. So much for our idea of doing all of this before the show, huh? No, it's saving a lot of time. <laughs> Is it? I'm not sure. <laughs> Ocean. Ocean. Yes. Okay. Kind of works. What do you have in mind? I don't got anything. I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah, I, I got something. Uh, Hit it with me. Hit me with it. There you go. Okay. This might not be one of the greatest pitches, but all right. So I'm thinking there's a disaster, right? Natural disaster? Yeah, there's a natural disaster. Okay. There is... We can go with like a, a weather disaster or we could go with a virus. We just did virus. Did we? Yeah, last what was week. That? With the robots and stuff. There was a virus element to that? You forgot already? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I forgot. Oh, wow. You really are forgetful. <laughs> okay, let's go with the first one. What like, was the first one you said? Okay. Uh, uh, that, uh, weather, you said weather, right? Okay, weather. You want to go weather? Okay. So well. there was a flood, right? There was a flood. There's a bunch of people stranded. Is this like a melting snow, what, like ice cap kind of thing? or what? Nah, let's go with a... Freak suit? Like I guess, because it'll be more consistent. Okay, so it's like Waterworld in the future when all the polar ice caps have okay, melted. Okay, screw it. We're in, we're in, uh, we're in Florida. That's okay. why shit gets gets so crazy. So we're in Florida. All right, low. It's uh, like twenty, very low level, fifty or whatever. Whenever their prediction is, ice caps are melting, but it's a little bit sooner than they expect. So they melt, and there's a giant flood, and mm. one of the safe havens is gonna be this stadium. Okay. There's a bunch of people in the stadium. And this is how it becomes a brawler, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta fight for survival. All these refugees. All these people trying to get away from the water. These displaced refugees are now gonna start fighting each other. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I like it. It's it's definitely different. <laughs> okay. We need. So, well, yeah. Walk me more through this. I want to know more about this. Okay. Are they fighting for resources? Is it like a dwelling food supply? And now they're kind of just like openly fighting in the hall, in the hall, like in the aisles. Yeah, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what's a greater incentive for them to fight, not just all of a sudden. They're not helping each other. All right, right, here's my here's my idea. Okay, there's a rescue chopper on the way. The rescue chopper has a limited amount of space on it for it yeah. can't save everyone. It can only save like maybe ten people. Okay. 
they know they're aware of this fact ahead of time. The the refugees, mm-hmm. and they're they have like maybe okay. Someone suggested let's do a lottery system. Like we'll pick pick numbers and stuff. And someone's like, nah, like that's not gonna work. Like okay, let's go with like who needs who. Okay, the the old and infirm and like you know people who don't you know they don't they're not gonna make the most out of their lives get to be up. And like no, that's not what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. And someone finally suggests like let's make like like a Joker character like like let's make this fair like whoever survives gets to be boarded and like there's not enough food so people would naturally starve but there's enough food that people will starve and enough people that will still survive long enough for the helicopter to arrive mm-hmm. so what they end up doing is before they get to that point they're gonna have a little tournament it could be like an open t- maybe they make alliances maybe like families team up against other families and they just beat the crap out of each other <laughs> Well, the beginning, like, premise feels a little bit too cordial with, like, we're going to decide like this and like that. And it's like, there is only one law. I feel, I feel like, yes. That yeah. I recognize, and that is forced. Yes. Brute, natural From the beginning, strength. let's go with that. So, yeah, they're getting the radio calls, and that's kind of, like, how the story develops. They're saying, like, hey, there's going to be a rescue, whatever. The planes come in, whatever. But from the beginning... I feel like it's like, nah, I'm getting on that fucking thing. I don't give a fuck if you're a kid or old or whatever, mm-hmm. right? It could be it could be kind of like uh like the purge where like there's a designated time where like at midnight like all bets are off kind of thing. Like You know what pre- game I'm I'm thinking of? Um Prepare yourself. Uh what's the brawler with the little like they're almost like jello? Uh bear what is it? Bears? Uh, yeah, you know it. Uh you've played it. I've played a brawler with bears. Yeah, like they're they're bears and they they're like made out of jello, sort of. Are you talking about gang beasts? Yes. Okay. So I kind of want the. <laughs> yeah, they're like squishy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I kind of want like gang beasts where the mechanics are like a little ridiculous. Throw them off the roof, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you can't really grasp people. You're kind of just like fumbling around, kind of thing. So the the question is like, I don't want there to be like a full pack stadium, but it's pretty. It's like a lot of people. Like, so are we throwing them off like the benches or like, as they just like beat them until they can't stand anymore? Hold up, let's pick a stadium. We we said uh Florida, but it doesn't have to be in Florida. Is there a better better uh better stadium? I mean, I can only think of the ones like, I've been to, like here, like the ones in San, like the one San Diego. I got an idea. What about Dodger Stadium? Okay. The, the reason for that is because Dodger Stadium is a little bit higher than the rest of the city. Okay. So the city is like fucking inundated, right? Right. Uh, let's go with that. But I want to see like a hundred people uh, fighting all together, mm-hmm. and you can pick. You can definitely pick. Like you can, you can. I don't know if you drop in or whatever. But once you, like, spawn in there, you're spawning with, like, six of your buddies, right? Mm-hmm. And it's six against a hundred. And they're all fighting. Well, so this is not, like, a battle royale now? Well, it's in, it's in a stadium. It's not. Well, because you said, like, six versus a hundred. Like, I'm thinking, like, when you hear a hundred, I think of, like, battle royale games. That's To me, battle royale is, like, more open world thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right? Yeah. You're right. Okay. So I want because even like in Call of Duty Warzone, there's a stadium within the overworld map, so it's not just like you're stuck in the stadium. So. I guess it's a battle royale, but just very it's a lot smaller. No weapons, just brawling. If there's weapons, they're like very basic melee. I don't want guns. I want them to be just melee weapons. I want you to get in close and personal for the combat. The uh, the thing is, I guess we have to stick to it, but the stadium thing seems so restrictive for a brawler. Yeah, but that's the setting, Johnny. That's the setting. I feel like the stadium is perfect because the stadium is, like, meant to house, like, thousands of people. Like, tens of thousands of people. 
And here we just have what six versus a hundred. Like there's space. Yeah, but dude, imagine if we're we're in a building. We're like kicking people off the. So windows. you got you, okay. So you got like where the food is, like the lobby area. You got the restrooms. You got like the open field, of course. You got the aisles. You got like the the fancy like the the what's it called the box like where the people are like get to have like that fancy space to like watch stuff like the private area. Yeah. Like there is unique environments within the stadium. Okay. Uh, I want to be able to pull chairs and stuff, like barricade things, right? Okay. You could take vending machines and push them against the aisles. Trash cans, vending machines. Okay, you could do that. Maybe use sports equipment that's lying around. Maybe in the locker room, that could be like a thing. You know what's interesting is we're, we're going through all these ball, uh, balls through these... What you was I going to say? I don't know. You were going through <laughs> balls, and I was just kind of okay. like watching. I was, we were going through all these... Um, start over. All it's, these scenarios, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going through all these scenarios where at the beginning you don't know where the where the chopper is gonna be, right? Oh, okay. So at the beginning everybody's going nuts and they're barricading each other. Okay. The problem is you might be barricading yourself because away out. Yes, because the right. chopper might be at the other end and you trapped yourself on this end. Maybe each time it's a random like a different spot. Yeah, yeah. That could be interesting. But a battle royale style game where you just beat the crap out of each other with like melee and not have to use like guns and like just that sounds way more interesting than like what we yeah I don't want to use guns I want to use like baseball bats and pipes from like the facility or like pots and pans chairs tables like whatever you would find lying around in a stadium kind of thing yeah so if you're playing like Dodger Stadium it's it's gonna be bats right right fucking bats everywhere and balls balls lots of balls yeah uh girthy bats yes (laughs) <laughs> Catchers uh, there? Oh, dude. What? Uh, what about the Grand Prix? There's fucking cars in there. You Driving want the d- cars with? It's just with bumper cars. Ball. It's well, basically twisted metal. And then NASCAR. It's like twisted metal at that point. Yeah. That sounds way more interesting than the than the Dodger Stadium one. Yeah. So where's their Grand NASCAR? Where's their Grand Prix? I don't know. I don't know. There's like they there's like one in California. No, it's like a it's like a strip like the where they just drive down and like. That's it? Like, they just go across? No, they have, like, a route, like, races, right? There's, like, route races. Wait a minute. Does what? LA Fairplex have a... Stadium? Yes, it does. Oh, my God. It does. Dude. LA Flare... Pe- yeah, Flare. We could have... Fairplex. We could have... Fairplex. Carnival, carnival rides in there, right? Oh! And then the carnival rides go off the hinges, and you Dude. can take, like, the... the. Okay, this sounds way more interesting now. What? Right? Yeah, a Pomona Fair or something, right? The Pomona mm-hmm. Fair... There's a flood <laughs> that somehow like traps people in the Pomona Fair, mm-hmm. and now like whoever is there wants to survive, and now like everything within the fair is like free for use. Like you want to use that? You want to use a slingshot to hurl people into the stratosphere? Yes. Go ahead. You gotta drag them in there, buckle them up, and then just launch them out the. You want to put somebody in the deep fryer machine? Go ahead. You so want... we have our little fatalities, right? You want to trap somebody in like the what's that called? Where they have like the mirrors that are like all different shapes and oh, stuff. Okay, yeah. like what we call those a mirror house or uh, a... I don't know fun house. Fun house. There you yeah. go. You can do that. Drown somebody in the jacuzzi. You want to slide someone down? You know that slide with the burlap sacks you sit on? Oh yeah. Just toss them and just have them like you know on the hot plastic. You could uh, toss them. I don't know. You could just pick up a random bat and then get on one of the horses. Oh, I thought you were gonna say that the hammer for like testing your might. Okay, yeah. Just take it off the chain and just swing it, or mm-hmm. beat the crap out of people with that. Uh, what other games do we have in there? I already had the perfect name, Johnny. Mm-hmm. All's fair. Oh my god, that's great. All's fair. That's perfect, dude. Perfect. And then we have different themes, right? 
Uh, so we had some for like Halloween, so we could do like little mazes and stuff. Yeah, like a haunted house kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. we got the fair, but then we got Halloween, we got Christmas. Like if you could like lure people to follow you and like set up traps or something, that'd be dope. Yeah. So I guess I guess the main thing is a brawl, but we can also have mini games in there. I guess, sure, why not? Maybe there's like a neutral period or like a, a cessation of hostilities like past a certain time, like like this, well, like oh the sun's coming up kind of thing, like the purge where it's like once the sun comes up, like that's it, like it's over, like until the next time kind of thing. Well, I was like gather your dead, bury who you have to bury, that kind of like kind of like a you know, oh, you know what okay. I mean, like a like a like a ceasefire. Well, I was thinking if if you're able to get away from the crowd and do certain things, like you do a fair game, that's how you get your power ups. Oh, okay. Like so maybe mini-game? if you go to the thing where you punch, then you could take it into. You put somebody on that. What's that thing that spins around that like presses you against the walls? Oh, uh, like the astronaut thing. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite like ar- ar- arcade attraction. I mean, arcade fair attraction. I hate that shit. It's so fun. Oh, it's pointless. Get them on the bu- maybe you get the bumper cars free of the bumper car area and you're just like riding around and stuff. Yeah. Dude, Fairplex is the best. Those guns where they shoot the water to blow up the balloons. Like, maybe you can, like, I don't know, like, load it up with, like, lighter fluid and fire. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, you can be creative with this. The pellet guns, you maybe you modify it to shoot, like, I don't know, uh, state, not staples, uh, thumbtacks, like, hurt or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's, like, so many ways you can play with the with the idea of, like, a fair. What else do they have in the Fairplex? I mean, I major, I, there's roller coasters, bumper cars. There's, like... Uh, oh, there's that one thing. What's that thing called? Like where you go on, it's like a ski lift over like the area. Oh, that's right. How do Maybe, we use that? I'm trying to think. You can use that to safely get across the, like the, the park when you don't want to like deal with other people. It just it's like a tr- quick travel kind of in a way. Okay. It's not quick, obviously, but like you're exposed, right? You're ex- you, there's like a safe risk kind of thing. You can use it to travel. But people who have like if they can reach you somehow, that could be a danger kind of thing. They might be waiting for you when you come down right there, just in the spot, like. Yeah, because it's it's developed from a brawler, which is the main thing, but you can really use all this melee shit, right? Yeah. So like you could be on the on the trolley train thing and then mm-hmm. drop like molotovs from down there. Oh there you go, like an aerosol kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That'd be dope. Drop like a just drop uh what you call it? Um carpet bomb. The, like the hammer we mentioned earlier, just drop it on somebody. Mm-hmm. At that height, it probably would do some serious damage. Yeah, so I'm thinking the the play style. I want something between realism and cell shaded. I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring it up that we started out with stadium and we completely gotten away from that. But that's fine. No, it's but you said again. there was a stadium at the Fairplex. Oh. There's there is like a drive yeah, okay. How would you call it a stadium? I guess so. There's like a part a place where you can Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. I don't know if I would call it. it's not as, as big as a real stadium, but it serves a stadium. But it seats a bunch of people. Yes, it does. Right, okay, cool. I'll it give works. it to you. All right. All's fair, Johnny. And so the plane, co- the, air- the helicopter shows up in a couple of days. They tell the survivors, hey, just hang on. There's only enough space for a few of you. Maybe the guy said the quiet part loud, the loud part quiet. He's like, what? Like, you just hear on the radio, what do you mean there's only 10 spaces? Like, oh, shoot, we're supposed to hear that. And so now, like, everyone's like, what? There's only 10 spaces? So now, of course, they have to, like, see who will survive. They're not going to all make it. They're not going to take it on chance. They decided it's going to be pure animalistic yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking as the game progresses, um, we can 
we can add, integrate a little bit of stealth in there as well. Because at the beginning, it's just like a low, a bunch of low-grade me- uh, melee. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's going to be like the pawns and chess go first kind of thing where people are Yeah, gonna, yeah, exactly. There's going to be a huge, like, just depopulation in the beginning. Yes, exactly. And then as it progresses, like, the survivors naturally become much more cautious, much more crafty. Yeah, and then at towards the end is when you start crafting, like, special devices uh traps all that yeah like maybe like after Sneak every ups. after every round you kind of do like okay what resources do we have and you start to get more creative with your tools yep. i like this game i like this idea john this is this is dope what should we okay who who's making this all right that's that's a tough one because I, I don't think there's any game i'm, like temp- I'm tempted to just give it to epic games because uh, of fortnite sort of but there's also like the fall guys oh um oh shoot what's their name do you remember that definitely seems more like a Fall Guys kind of game, right? It's more mm-hmm. whimsical. In yeah. But this has got to be like a rated mature game. It's like whimsical, but it's also like gory. Okay, so kind of like Naughty Bear, sort of like uh, something that's uh, uh, Fall Guys. I, isn't that epic? It's like very comedic, but it's I want to see that's, um, gore. Devolver Digital. There you go, Devolver. Oh, okay. It's developed by Mediatonic, but the publishers are Devolver and Epic Games. So, I guess Mediatonic is a developer. That's who we're going to go with. Mediamonico could do this as well. Are you thinking because of Little Big Planet or what? Their cutesiness, you know? Because I wanted to have that element. Like, I want characters like Mediamonico or Devolver's... Uh, so, I'm thinking as it progresses, like, there's going to be people who naturally don't want to engage who want to survive. Like, people are like... I'm gonna hide out in the fun house for the remainder of like the match or something like, and just be like in the where the mirrors are kind of stuff and like that's more like cutesy or like people want to blend in like, hey maybe if I pose like this like animatronic like no one's gonna notice me kind of thing mm. or yeah so I think there is some room for whimsical whimsy fun like nonsense in there. All right, so uh, so we're going with Mina Molecule for this one. Yeah, let's go with Mina Molecule. I like it. All's fair. Of course, Perfect. the implication is, you know, in love and war. So. Yeah. See, I Honestly. love this, dude. Like, we get a concept that's like, ah, fuck, what are we going to do with this? And then we turn it to something that's like, actually, like, manageable. Yeah. I like this one. You're right, Johnny. It's a good one. Johnny, any final thoughts for our listeners before we head out? Another thanks to Joe. Really appreciate that. Yes. We, as uh, Johnny's texted, it's like, we are not worthy. Joe, thank, us, thank you so much for uh, continuing to support us. Uh, Ty, thanks for writing in. I appreciate it. Everybody who listens to us, I, I, I seen kind of like the listenership, like fall rate rise, fall rise. Uh, and I imagine there is some overlap between the people, those, there's probably people who have just been sticking with us since like the earlier days. So we appreciate all of you. Also, we appreciate all the listeners, even those who have left or who don't listen to us and newcomers alike. Uh, thanks for, you know, giving us time to kind of, you know, occupy keep you entertained in whatever uh thing it is you're doing whether it's on your commute uh maybe you're at work and you're just killing time whatever it is thank you for continuing to listen to us we really just do this for fun uh but it's nice to know like when i see people when i see the numbers on uh anchor and like oh like you know we got like a good amount of listenership this time and it's like oh like thanks guys there's people those are those i just see numbers but there's real people behind those numbers so thank you uh, and if you think there's any people you might know who might be interested in what we talk about, go ahead, go ahead and recommend us. In fact, if you can't go to your podcast listening app of choice, give us a thumbs up or a star, whatever rating criteria it uses, uh, use it. 
we appreciate it. That goes a long way to our us like in the future to kind of expand. So um, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, that's going to be all for us uh, today. Um, Johnny, you said you didn't have much else to say besides the Joe thing, right? All right. So ladies and gentlemen, thanks uh, for stopping by and you'll hear from us next week. Bye. Peace.